Now, now hold your I'm, breath. I am praying. Hold your breath. Praying for Brett Maher to make this extra point. 27 seconds left in the half. This extra point. He kick. missed it. He pulled it. He pulled they it pulled wide it to left. the left. Final hour fist pump time hump day edition hump day. here on Sean Arte and Bobby. It's DFW Sports Station 105 through the fan. Nick Eatman coming up at 920. We'll talk about how Kevin Hagelin almost got shot yesterday <laughs> in the parking garage, according to Bobby Belt. But let's try to fix Brett Maher first. Yeah, let's try to fix him. As soon as this happened, this guy texted me. As soon as what happened? Which one? Uh, correct. <laughs> the, the second Af- or the fourth? After number four, I got a text from this guy. Uh, a former Cowboy kicker, beater of D'Angelo Smith in a foot race, <laughs> and kickball extraordinaire now, I'm told, the great David Beeler. Good morning. Thanks for joining us, man. What's up? What's up, guys? Man, I haven't been on the show in years. It's uh, always a pleasure to be on here. Thank you for uh, thank, thank you for me. thank you for joining us. Just give us your perspective as you were watching that on on Monday night. Just give us your perspective on what you think happened. So, being a former kicker man, it, it, I was I felt terrible, terrible, terrible for the guy. I actually ran a work appointment and had my stepdaughter pause the game, so I got back to the game. I was forty five minutes behind the, the live coverage, but throughout the time, I was I was in a group texting my best buds. Like I was getting. Text out people on the woodworks I've been supposed to be years and and like so I knew what was going on so everybody was like oh you need to get back in there you know it's like one kick two then people started blowing me up after the third missed kick fourth missed kick and I just I finally caught up I felt I felt terrible terrible for him I mean you're kicking for the Dallas Cowboys the number one you know most outlet team in the entire United States the world you have a lot of pressure on you as it is I mean the playoff game just amplifies that pressure too so um it's one of those things that granted yeah we won the game by 17 points those four points really didn't matter the outcome of the game um so it would have been we were on by 21 points and 17 i understand the you know the kind of the you know fans fans are a little anxious and, and worried about what's going to happen in the 49ers game personally i think he's gonna be fine this week i think he's gonna be okay it's very hard to snap out of a bad game during the game, I was honestly kind of surprised he made the fifth one. But um, I, I personally have a lot of confidence in the guy moving forward for San Francisco. He had, did, he had a elite season. Did you see anything mechanically, or do you think it was all upstairs? Man, after, after that first kick, it's like, dang it. I, you know, you're kind of upset yourself, but, like, kick number two, I mean, it, it, it becomes a mental ball game. Um, I had – Back in my last collegiate game when I was at SC, regular season game against UCLA, I went 0 for 3 on field goals. You know, over 40 yards, made all my PATs. I was 0 for 3 on field goals, so I had a game exactly like his. And not on the same spectrum, not yeah. a Dallas Cowboy in the playoff games, um, but I went for 0 for 3, and I, I missed the first one. Second one, I was, you know, hoping to bang it through, missed it. By the third one, I was, I was out there hoping not to miss a field goal. I was, that's the wrong mindset to have, like hoping not to miss instead of just having the confidence and going out there, practice what you, you put on the playing field, what you practice all week and just go out there and bang it. It's like, yeah, kicking is a, a hard, hard mindset battle with yourself. Um, and honestly, in that, in that specific game, I was really hoping I wasn't kind of getting another fourth attempts. Um, you know, that's why I'm so surprised he went over four and then he actually banged the last one through. It's it's by then you're you're completely defeated. 
and like I was saying, it's very hard to make mental changes and, and correct a, a poor performance mid-game. So I know he missed four PATs. We won the game by 17 points, and, and that's kind of the, bad, the dichotomy of being a kicker is I've had games throughout my career where I make every single field goal, every single PAT, boom, every single kickoff, have a perfect game. I couldn't have done anything more to help the team, but the team still loses. It's, it's a result-oriented game. It's all about the score at the score at the end of the game on the scoreboard. Um, so ultimate that personal game, we won twenty eight to seven. My nine points didn't matter. Essentially these four points didn't matter. But I think people are forgetting how elite of a season this guy had. I mean, he made he only missed three field goals the whole entire year. Um, he had a he he put, he did a lot better than uh, Justin Tucker the whole entire year, only missed three PATs. His only three misses this year were two 59-yarders, a 46-yarder. So I, I forget. I know people are living in the now, living in the moment, worried about next week. But the guy has had an elite, stellar, stellar, Pro Bowl quality season. I think people are really forgetting that. Um, but I think he will take this week off, you know, kind of let everything settle in. And I have 110% confidence that he'll come out against the 49ers and, and, and do well. Former Cowboy kicker David Beeler joined us here. 105 through the fan. All right, so you mentioned take the week to you know to kind of get back at it. What is his week of practice going to look like? How different is it going to be, if any? And does it, ma- does it matter if he makes every kick? If he's perfect this week in practice, does that really matter, or does the first kick in San Francisco really matter? I mean, it's all about what you do on the game field, man. I mean, yeah, it would be good for him to go show the team that making every kick in practice is what he does to have the team build that confidence in, but, but the team picked him up when he was down. It's like we ultimately won the game. We dominated the game. It's like, you know, the kicker performed bad. It didn't cost us the game. Now if we lost by two, three points to, to them, I mean, that would be a whole different story, but we dominated. The whole team was on, picked up their guy when he was down. Um, honestly, I don't see his week of preparation varying at all. Personally, when I was on the practice field, you know, before game week, every single kick I had on the practice field was always a game winner you know put myself in the stadium that week always a game winner and then we actually get on the field it's like i did this all week during practice like there's no pressure at all granted you you don't think about the millions of people watching you hundred thousand people in the stands it's like you you resort you kind of play a psychological game with yourself you put yourself back on the practice field like how you prepare preparations is the key to success always so i i, I would always do that and I, i'm sure he's gonna do the same I, I hope he has a stellar week of practice but it's all what you do when the when the lights are on you on, on game day. All right, Dave, here's my solution. You tell me what you would think. I'm going to make you, uh, Brett Maher, in this situation. I'm signing another guy. Okay, I'm signing another kicker. I'm using up the roster spot there. And I'm telling you, I'm McCarthy. Brett, you're still the guy. Nothing you do in this first half against the 49ers is going to get you benched. But if this happens again... We got to have some type of insurance. Does that immediately just defeat you? Do they? Do the, do, if they sign a second kicker, should is Maher as good as done? How would you deal with that? What do you think of that idea? I mean, having the game he had, I I think you know he should expect that. Yes. I mean, if the Cowboys, if that's the route, if, that, if that's the route the Cowboys go, I, I should expect that. But man, he has it's it's his job to lose. He he he. Just people don't re- realize how stellar elite of a season he had and and there i know they're only thinking about the four points that happened on on you know 
Monday that really don't matter. Didn't really turn out the, out, the outcome of the game. And I, I feel like he's going to, you know, knock the rust off. He understands what he did. I, it might, I, it might, I think that was his first playoff game with the Cowboys in my recollection. It's like, yeah. you know, speaking for the Cowboys, Cowboys pressure sevenfold when it's a playoff game. Um, I think he's going to get his head back on his shoulders. I think he's going to do fine. I expect him to come out on, and against the 49ers and make every single kick. Wow. David, the uh, the NFL apparently leading into the playoffs had cracked down on on watching out for foreign objects used to assist kicks. So uh, they were saying, you know, spots, markers, things like that. So Christy Scales had reported that when Brian Anger was using some of the uh, hash mark grass to mark a spot, the referees actually came over, moved it, told him that would be an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Is that something that could have thrown him off right from the jump and and what benefit is there to being able to mark the ball so i, I feel like it's only beneficial if, if you're not on a hash mark if you're on a hash mark I, I personally think it's way easier to kick a field goal when you're on a hash mark hash, each hash mark is lined up exactly to the the right and left field goal post so you have a point of reference of where you need the kick to go and i'd always do intermediate target you know see see my line envision my line and pick out a spot you know a foot in front of where the football is going to be and if I know if I kick it over that spot, it's going to go, go good. So I think unless you're on a hash mark, I understand like why you'd want the you know point of reference or just kind of a marker for it's more for the holder than the kicker at, at anything. It's for the holder to know exactly the spot that he's putting the ball down. These guys practice this week in week out. These guys are machine. They're on they're 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 elite. The snap, the hold, the, the uh, is perfect, perfect, perfect every time. Um, I don't think that's it. it it's more for the holder than anything that that does not affect the kicker. You know, we were talking about this yesterday, you know, your teammates. How do you want your teammates to, you know, to approach you after a game like this? Do you want them to be exactly the same they've always been? If they treat you like uh, a kicker, they treat you like a kicker. If they treat you like, you know, you're a one leper. of the boys. <laughs> yeah. Or like, do you want them to come up and be like overly patting you on the back? I mean, how, how do you want your teammates to treat you after a game like this? Yeah, I, I really think people get a misunderstanding that, like, kickers are, are weird, like, outside guys. Like, I know it's a very individual position, but it's like kickers are part of the team. Like, people don't realize what the, 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 the deal is in the locker room. Like, you're on the team. Like, people talk to you. Like, they're only supporting him. They're only trying to build back his confidence, support him, give him positive reinforcement. Um, I mean, nobody's really digging into the guy. I, I remember my – in 2010, I – I never had a game, to my recollection, where I could miss more than two field goals. I had a game against the Arizona Cardinals where I missed a field goal, banged a 53-yarder uh, right after that, but then I drove down the field, I missed the PAT, hit off the upright, and came right back to me. Jay Feely, they went down, Jay Feely made, made a field goal, and we lost by one point. And I had to be on that flight, back with the team, knowing we lost by one point, and that one point was caused by me. So, like I'm saying, this this – is not a this is not a game losing four points that that we we desperately needed yeah you want to see your kicker make everything but but we're not robots like we try to be as much robotic as possible that's the routine that's doing everything for preparation we try to be robots but we're humans it's like people don't realize like people on this call like everybody messes up at their job like nobody's 100 percent perfect but that's what they expected from NFL kickers. Yeah, they, they get compensated well for it, and we should make every field goal. But, I mean, humans make mistakes. It's like a human error. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I personally think he'll be 100% okay for a 49er game. David, there was a, a bit of a viral moment that Dak addressed after the game where after 
Brett had missed a kick. Dak was seen screaming, go for Blanken too. Uh, is that just, is that just the emotion of the game or would you expect like, Hey, don't, don't have these kind of outbursts on the sideline. Don't let that be seen. I mean, you'd rather not your quarterback be doing that and, and caught on camera, uh, saying that on the, on the sideline. It's, it's, it's just the emotion. I mean, everybody wants to do everything they can to win that game, win the, win a playoff game for the Cowboys. You know, I know, I know the past history of, of the Cowboys and playoffs, like, Everybody's trying to do their best to win the game. And, and, you know, luckily those points did not matter. But still, everybody's frustrated. Everybody wants to do the best to win the game. Everybody wants everybody to perform the best possibly they can. You know, but the kickers, you're, you're only guaranteed one kick yeah. every game. Yeah. You're guaranteed either you kick off at the start of the game or you kick off at that second half. If you don't score any points, your team doesn't score any points, you, you, don't, you don't kick another ball. You know, so it's like it's always situational, but you could also, you know, have – put out there you have to kick five field goals for your team five pats you know 11 kickoffs you you're guaranteed one but you can kick you know put out there and 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 perform for your team 20 plus times like you just never know you just kind of gotta go with the flow of the game um and obviously Dak's upset yeah everybody's upset that he's not doing well fans are upset everybody's upset ultimately did not affect the outcome of the game david thank you so much for the perspective and the time man we appreciate it and uh we'll be hitting you up during sunday's action take care 100%. 100%. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. David Beeler, the former Cowboy on the Diamond Factory Hotline. Let's check in with Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com, to get ready for San Fran next. By the way, Bobby, again with the Cowboy fan experiment on social media, who wins Sunday? He put up the poll question at Bobby Belt TX on Twitter. RJ, uh, 3,200 votes from the Tolos. What's the poll looking like? Guess. In terms of who wins this Sunday. Who wins and what percentage? 69% nice. Cowboys. 77% Cowboys. Which Man, is... Man, what a, what, a, what, a, what, a, what a weird difference from last week. Yeah, the percentage is actually uh, about a percentage point higher right now that Dallas beats uh, San Francisco than that they were going to beat the Buccaneers. It's, um, I mean... <laughs> Look, their their toughest their their biggest hurdle has been hurdled. No, it has not been. More on that. RJ's giving me my best hope for the week so far. Let's bring in Nick Eatman, who was there in Tampa with Bobby, uh, apparently forgetting everything. His luggage, his hotel keys, but I think he's managed to make it back from DallasCowboys.com, brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. Were you, were you struggling with the memory there in Florida? I don't know. I don't know what was going on. And, and all that was in a span of 10 minutes. I mean, like, it wasn't like it was the whole day. It, it was just right then. I just left the key, went back to get the key, and as I did, I left my luggage, and I went back to get the luggage. When I did, I left my phone. I was like, what's wrong with me? So, and, uh, but, you know, I played that in, into the story. I, I actually, I was like, you know what? Maybe this is a good forgetful weekend. You forget all this past stuff, go out there and, Beat Brady, beat the Bucks, went on the road, all that good stuff. All so. right, before before we get to San Fran, just recap it. You have been there for a long time. You've never seen a road playoff win. So mm-hmm. experiencing it in the stadium, afterwards, locker room, plane ride home, what was all that like being there? Yeah, yeah, it, it was pretty awesome because it, and it wasn't just me. When I look at, at, you know, when I first got here, I was 23 years old, 1999. There was probably There's probably 10 people that I could think of that make these trips as well that were here before me. And most of them had never seen a playoff win on the road. And we're talking like 30, 30 years. So 
that was kind of that was kind of cool to you know talk to some people about that you know you these these guys that you see on all these trips for all these years training camps games and all that and then be like man this is new you know because everyone always likes to say well you've seen it all well not really <laughs> hadn't seen that <laughs> i've never seen an nfc championship game i keep talking about that so um and of course i haven't seen the cowboys in the super bowl i have seen mccarthy win a super bowl in at&t stadium but but no haven't seen a Super Bowl, but but it was really it was really cool. But you know the plane ride back, and Bobby can attest to this. And it's kind of been this way all year. I don't know if it's because we're in a different section, but it doesn't ever seem too rowdy mm. back there. Um, you know, there's been times in the past when it you know that they would get their ass kicked at a game, and then you, it would look like they just won a Super Bowl um, or sounded like it. But nah, it, they really. Mm. I think everyone was tired. Probably a lot of emotion spent you know just just to get that win nick uh, the israel mukwamu decision to to play him at corner for a large portion of the game is that just a situational matchup against tampa or is that your third corner now well i uh i love that whole the whole thing about it though the mukwamu thing makes me feel a lot better about the Washington game. And, of course, not people don't care about that because they beat Tampa. But but to me, that shows, okay, they really weren't trying to to win or or it was just all about matchups. Because, I mean, you, you, you're talking about a guy that was inactive for one game, and the next week he's like the biggest part of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell me that that, that 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 game plan, even from the coaches, players, there's no way that they were going out there trying to, to win that game. Again, that's water under the bridge. That's a whole, you know, different season ago. Who cares? But from for to answer your question, I think it'll be a matchup thing. I, I do. I think it's 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 it'll be matchup to matchup because you're talking about a guy, a, a team that that doesn't want to run the ball. The Tampa Tampa Bay does not want to run it. They knew that. They, I mean, they they put Bohanna and Gallimore inactive because they knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, the 49ers, they want to run the ball. So I I can't sit here and tell you that it's going to be the exact same thing. I think what makes Dan Quinn great is that he's going to figure it'll be a different type of thing. So I think McQuamu showed that he can play, and I think he has a role, but I don't know if it'll be the same type of thing. Nick, how does this week feel compared to last year at this time, getting ready to play Sanford? How are things different or the same? Probably a little more hesitant than it was. You know, just because, of course, this is this is the this is the divisional round, obviously. So it's it's different. I mean, you you've already won a game. You're, you're feeling good, but I do think that that the 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 feeling of the 49ers is different because before it was they're the sixth seed. They snuck in at the last minute to get in. Yep. They've, Jimmy G's the quarterback. They've lost seven games this year. How good are they really? And they were real good. And they were and they were better than the Cowboys, and they and they took it right to them. So now and then now that you know now they've won ten in a row. You can say what you want about their schedule and all that kind of stuff. I will. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I don't blame you. I, I looked at it last night Garbage. too. I mean, I'm, they 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 have beaten the average to barely above average teams, you know, and then they've beaten them well. But they but I think I think the stat is I looked this up. I think the Cowboys. Are um, a, a teams that of ten wins or more? I think the Cowboys are like four and two, maybe four and four and one, and and Tampa's you know I mean I'm sorry, 49ers are one and one. You know they they just haven't played as many games like that. So 
Um, I, I don't quote me on that stat. I was I was kind of playing around. I was playing around with the numbers to try to make it a good stat. So I can't remember. Tweet that out, Bobby. We, we, we that like he it. said that. Tweet yeah. that out. San Francisco, if TCU was an NFL team, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're the fraudy Niners. You said that about the Vikings already. No, <laughs> yeah. no. I think they're I think they're pretty good. Oh! But there won't be a Brock party this weekend, will there? All right, settle this. Settle this. This is a choppy Bobby commercial fight. Uh, More dangerous. Garoppolo last year or Jimmy G or Brock Purdy? Which one which one are you more afraid of? Um I'm I'm afraid of of Purdy. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I mean I mean, okay. I'm more afraid of, of the Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel <laughs> yeah. and, and Williams yeah. and, 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 and Bosa. Kittle. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm talking about the offense, of course, on the defense too, but, but I mean, I, I think that, I think that they're all really good, but, but Purdy, I think gives you a little bit more athleticism, you know, but he, I do think playoff playoff games matter and, and experience matters. And so, you know, I that's that's the one thing that you, you just everyone's just kind of waiting for. Like, when is it really going to hit? You know, when is it going to hit this guy? Hasn't yet, but but you, you just feel like it it might. So um, they're they're comparable. They're comparable. I mean, I, I I think that I think Purdy has a little bit more of a of a, uh, a supporting cast than than Jimmy G had there. I mean, because I, I do think McCaffrey has taken him to another level, and now that you know Ayuk's playing well and and of course, um, Debo, you know, it's, it's kind of healthy, and you know, I think is it Trent Williams? I think he he might be one of the best, you know, in, in the game. It, I mean, he is one of the best tackles in the game. Nick uh, Eman, has been for a long time. Nick Eman, Diamond Factory Hotline here on 105 through the fan. Is Jason Peters going to miss this game? What's the injury update with Peters and and Jay? I I got the sense uh, go, going onto the plane after the game. I got the sense that Peters was going to be out. Um, for a little bit, you know, like maybe this game and maybe even longer. And then it didn't sound as bad, I guess, when Jerry said that. But I, I've just kind of got the sense that he's probably not going to play. Curse um, has a better chance. That, that's that's what I was told then. Uh, but but we'll see. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm sure Peter, he's he's, an, he's a veteran now, and he's he's done this before, and he's had some injuries, and you, know, you don't recover the same at, at that age, but. Which kind of knows how to get his body ready, so you know he could. It could be probably as a backup role if he does play. It may not be as a starting role, but just like as the eighth guy. But I'm leaning toward him probably not playing. What are they going to do, and what do you think they should do with Maher? What I what I think they should do is 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 let him kick. Just let him, just let him go. I mean, like let him kick, let him kick the, in in this game. I mean, I don't think you have a ton of options. Um, I think it would be different if this guy was up and down all year, and 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 then he just does that, and then you're like, okay, you can't do this anymore. But he's been really good. Yeah. He's been, I mean, in the game that everyone points to as the one game that everyone's thinking, hey, they could be a Super Bowl team because of this game. It was the Vikings game. And he was the fact that he didn't win special teams player of the week's travesty. I mean, and it was unbelievable. He hit two sixty yarders in a row. Yeah. I mean, he was he was he was he was unbelievable. And um, but he had but he got the yips the other night. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I I even asked this to Fossil, and he kind of 
town of Matumbo that uh, <laughs> when I said, you know, does the fact that he made the last one, does that help, you know, his confidence, your confidence? I mean, he hit the last one. He's like, no, no, going one out of five. I mean, you're supposed to do better than that. That's not going to help his confidence. I was kind of surprised because, yeah. <laughs> you know, Fossil is like, I mean, he's like the, he's like the most optimistic, you know, optimistic, chirpy. He's always running around, you know, he's in good spirits and all that. So I, I thought he would, you know, look at that. And I was kind of surprised on the broadcast, you know, they'd made so much about it. I went back and watched it and, you know, Joe Buck was like, and Maher makes the kick. Let's go to break. And I was just kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of monumental. If you looked at the deep snapper, Overton, I mean, it looks like they were going to the Super Bowl the way he was like had his <laughs> arms up like that. And and I think I really think the Buccaneer fans were cheering. Like, yes, yes, right, they were. There's this guy, like finally, you know, he's, he's a good dude. That doesn't mean anything in football. I, I get it, but you just don't you feel for for a guy like that. But I, I'll say this: Bobby was there, and he might have been getting some other interviews, but but I, I was totally impressed with his him his professionalism after the game because not only does he just stand there and he says yeah any wait he's waiting for all the camera guys to come over so this happens once you know and he goes and does it and talks says everything the guy says one of the questions was what did you feel about after the first and the second miss and he goes i appreciate you stopping right there you know because he could have just gone three and the four and all that but no he, he he had a little sense of humor to it just a tad not not much um, but, but, you know, he was very, very good in the interview. And then two other guys came up, show up late and he's like, that's fine. I'll do it. I'll talk again. <laughs> so, I mean, he, he, he was, he handled it really well. Uh, he handled it better than guys that had great games. Yeah. So, Dalton um, Schultz. I, I, Come on, man. Yeah, Dalton Schultz. A little surprised <laughs> by that. But, um, but, you know, I mean, who knows? I mean, whatever, whatever's motivating Schultz, at the, you know, right now, Hey, he'll be doing it. it. He had a great game. He, I mean, he, he really did. I thought he was going to be a factor in the game just because he had seven catches in the first game. You know, the way that they like to play that defense, he would he would catch the ball. But he actually made a little bit more downfield than I was expecting. Um, you know, but but I'll, let me say this about, about Dak and that, that touchdown to Schultz, the one where he kind of got himself open and he threw it across his body. Yeah. Like that play right there is when you look at it and you're like, that's my quarterback. That's Dak. That's the guy that we need. But that's also the guy that's going to throw an interception in the end zone. Like, that's that's just what it is. I mean, to me, that's Brett Favre. That's Romo. That's what it is. If you, you make that kind of throw, he's dealing. He was like, nothing's going to stop me now. I'm making this. But, but there's going to be games when you do cross over and you make that, or you make that throw, and it's going to get picked. That's, that's, that's just what the Cowboys and the fans have got to deal with. If you're going to be the guy and you're going to take those chances and make those throws, it's not always going to work for you. But it worked for him that night. Fantastic stuff. Thank you, brother. We'll pick it on Friday. Okay. See you guys. Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com, brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. Kevin Hagelin's fight downstairs Whoa. coming into the building. Let's cross talk with KMC next. All right, let's cross talk. On a cloudy hump day? Hump day. With the KMC Masterpiece featuring Derek Holland, Oof. Mike Bassick, we got Corey, and Kevin Hagelin. All right, we got to get to this because I forgot it yesterday. <laughs> Bobby ran in here yesterday in a commercial break and said that you almost got shot. Mm-hmm. And I was I like- I don't know about that. And I was like, how? How did? How, where? Where? Who? Who? And he goes, 
person who works in the building. And I was like, so we have an active gun no, in the building. No. And Bobby says, well, there was no gun. Yes, there was no gun. But I did almost get in a fight, and I definitely got in an argument in the parking lot yesterday. What happened? All right. So you're familiar with the park, our parking lot. And for people who aren't, it's just a basic you swipe your security badge and the arm comes up and you can go into the garage and everything like that. I've come to peace with the fact that people come up to the security gate not ready. Like every morning you're like, I know I work in this building, but I can't even fathom how I'm supposed to get through this arm. And, and, and isn't there bad anxiety when you don't, you can't find your card? Like you're searching for well, it. Did it fall through the seat crack? Is it in my bag? And that is exactly what happened in this scenario. So this car pulled up. And I, I was behind them, not like aggressively behind them, just regular behind them. I guess they couldn't find their badge. And all of a sudden, they threw their car in reverse, stomped on the gas, and they were about to hit my car. So Whoa. I immediately, I did not have time to move out of the way. I immediately like laid on the horn. That car erk, stopped, and then they laid on the horn. Laid on the horn back at you? That's right. At which Can point? Can you do the front honk? Well, I don't not, think you can do the front honk. Well, they weren't honking really, at the yeah, arm. Not, not only not only that, you were driving a, a nice large SUV, and what was this car driving that honked at you? It was the little Beetle. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, so now we can go find the car. Not the today. little red one, is it? No, it's uh, not the mystery red car that makes you think there's a parking spot every time. So, so a, a bu- so a VW Bug. Yes. So I probably so you, must, you got in a fight with a girl. It was not a girl. Oh. I've, I've never seen. I've you just honestly, car pro. You just, yes, I have never seen a male you just drive. Car shame. You vendor, I've you never just seen a male drive vehicle. a new car. <laughs> this one, uh, an old version. Yes, I've never seen a male drive the new version. It was a hundred percent a guy. I saw basically what he looked like, and I knew what his car looked like, and I knew the logical thing was to just let it go. So I parked up on the second level, walked down, and wouldn't you know, that guy parked in the guest parking is walking out right at that point, and I just. I wish I was better than I am as a human. I just couldn't do it. And instead of walking... Like the the person works in the building? Yes. Obviously. And instead of... On our floor? No, they're on a different floor. All right. But instead of walking into the building, I just turned and I said, Hey, why the hell did you just honk at me? And he said, (laughs) What? And I said, Are you driving that... Blank Girl's car. car? No, I said the color of the car. I don't want to go too much further on that. And he goes, yeah. And I said, then why the hell did you just honk at me? To which point he decided to burn it down. And I was like, let's do this. What? And he said, F you. Whoa. At which point, again. Give us, give us the, give us the tail of the tape. What do you look like? What's the size? How big are we going? He looked kind of like a slightly younger Larry David. He was like in his 50s. Oh. He looked disheveled. Oh. oh. He beat up a man with an AARP card. Talking smack. Wow. Hey. Old man talking smack. <laughs> and he is. And I said, and so I said, hey, F you. And I said, I was just trying to stop your dumb ass from running into my car. Yeah. At which point I turned around and headed to the door. At which point we should have just moved on, but I couldn't help it. <laughs> I couldn't help it because. I have a problem with this. This is not the best version of myself. I stopped and I turned around and said, why don't you take responsibility when you make an effing mistake? Oh, Turned back around, walked into the building. And then rode the elevator up with him? Oh, Can you imagine that? Yes, I did. did. You did? No, you did. You had the same elevator? I 100% 100 did. I swear to you. You got to fake a bathroom stop or something. That's where you have... 
11 seconds of 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 of, a, of an ability to get your ass kicked or to do that. Like, he pa- he could've, he could've he's the you. one he's the one who pondered it. So like I just went about my day and I was still ahead of him. Saw our lovely security guard TJ. He wanted to talk about the game. Go make the money. Go make that money. Go make that money. Go make that money. That's what TJ always says. I had a nice conversation with him. Push the button. I got on the elevator. He hesitated, stood there, and then decided he was going to get on the elevator oh, with me. And so both y'all were bowing up. Nothing but silence, <gasps> almost the entire way. He works on a. You both went to the cell phones. Higher, the cell phone check. Oh yeah, for sure. And when he was getting off the elevator, and this is the part that astonished me, he he turned around and he goes, "Hey man, I'm sorry about that." Oh. And I said, I appreciate that. You know we're, what? You know what good. he realized? He realized when you were going, you hadn't gotten off. You were going to the more important floor. Oh. You were, is the higher you, floor the better floor? I'm, I'm just saying it. I don't know. Uh, but you, you were take somebody. That floor Maybe five. he was clicking like as we kept going up. You're a radio person. You're a big dog. You got some weight in the building. <laughs> Here's the question. Apologize. Does the apologize? Does does the wireless mic reach the floor that he's on? I don't. I hope I will, not. I'll, 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 I hope not. I'll walk out there right now with your picture and just find whoever. I does. realized the mistakes I made. I should have just <laughs> let it go. But when he said "f you," I was like, "No." Yeah, That's because too, dog, you made the mistake, your, not me. Your initial honk is not a mistake whatsoever. You were trying to stop him from running into your yes. car, and you can't do the honk honk. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta get into it. He was seriously going to hit my car. Yeah, I feel like there's a um, that show. Uh, all not always sunny, but <clears throat> there's the show that the, the other overrated one, the Seinfeld guy uh, does on HBO. Kirby, Kirby, Kirby Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. You're there gonna look at me there is an episode where he's like, "This is a this is a bad horn." Like they didn't make yeah. a, they didn't make a nice horn. It's you an aggressive horn. And a VW you think would not have I, was it a, a, a like soft it, horn? It felt loud, Shouldn't but we I might have two horns. Should we have kind of yeah. a nice horn, like a soft horn? Like, yeah. hey, the lights turn green. <laughs> you're what, probably on your cell phone. I guarantee you that would stop like some one cars. and one for the load. But that's right. But there's only one horn. It's the aggressive horn. The aggressive horn. And you got to... But no, but that, that's why you, you hit it like seven times. Like, just, just, just hit it enough. Yeah. Like, you hit yeah. it like three times. But now no someone's running In this instance, he would hit my car if yeah. that is what happened. Yeah. All right, well, good. We got something to do after the show. We can go in the garage and find the car. Well, we can go to the floor. I know what floor it is. So we'll, we'll Yeah, I made it. the mistake of telling Bobby yeah. what floor he was on. <laughs> I regret that. I regret many things about those decisions. All right, Derek, did you ever have a case yourself or... A teammate with the yips. No, I didn't, but I've seen it many times. Um, I do like Choppy was trying trying to tell me you can't say that. Don't say it. You can say it. it. Don't put that in the universe. It's just more of you letting it stay in your head. The the, the professional athlete, RJ Choppy, telling you. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I should have known better. And didn't you beat RJ in golf? No, because no, I don't know if he really keeps track of a true score. Or was First it Bassett off, I've heard could be? Oh, is he a cheater? I've heard, I've heard in nine rumors. holes, I was leading after nine, and then Choppy had to leave. Okay, convenient. So it's yeah. Oh, I'm not winning. Okay, I'm leaving. Kids. Sorry, I'm done. I'm gonna make up an excuse and leave. That's what he did. <laughs> the kids could have waited if you were. Kids waited. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So how did you see it in in baseball? Just throwing over. Yeah, or? one was. Uh, I mean, Saltalamaki was one throwing back to the pitcher. Um, yeah. Giovanni Soto had a a. I don't know what you would call it, like a little technique so he could keep himself from doing it. So if you ever watched him, he would pump fake, and then he would throw it, and then he'd always touch Wait, the dirt. He wouldn't recite Victoria's Secret catalogs like in Major League Two? No, he did not do that. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, Is that then, the best part of that movie? Garza was oh, another one, too. Oh, great. Matt Garza? Yeah. He would throw the ball away every time. If you bunt it on him, he would throw it away. 
Well, it's better over than for him base. than throwing over the plate. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, right. just, RJ's got the fire. So, 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 he, could, so, so he could throw a pickoff. He just couldn't throw on a bunt. He could. Lester couldn't. Lester. John Lester was one he couldn't. He'd always bounce it over to first base. Are you Are you worried about how worried should we be? We know that you're a member of the dog pound. Would your Jim Schwartz oh, hire? Oh, oh. I'm not sure it's, if it's a good hire. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's a douchey no, hire for sure. He's a dirty, dirty coach. They're going to be dirty. Do you, think, eyes. do you think that it, this will go away during the week or major concern for San Francisco? Maher. Oh, it'll go away. He'll be fine. I think oh, he's it's, great. Because, I mean, he That's made his David last Beater kick. That's just told us. Great. Think about it. He made his last kick. It's now back. We don't have to worry about it. I just showed myself I can do it. I just okay. did it. Okay. So if he was over four. Then we'd have some issues. We'd have some. So you really think it comes down to just the last extra point? All it takes is to one get you back on track. Okay, Bassick settle. Oh, Mike disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I know. I've read that Rick Ankiel book, and sorry we couldn't get him today. I tried to. No, that's a, get thank in touch you. With him. God, is, you guys uh, book Rick Ankiel. Oh, is, uh, oh. There's hurtful. moments where he could, and then it would, and all it took was one. Now that's saying there's a hundred pitches in a baseball game, approximately. He's only going to have two to five opportunities in a football game, yeah. so it's a little bit different. But I do think that first, whether it's extra point or field goal, is huge because I think if he misses it, he's then not going to make another one the rest of the game. Yeah, he'll so be I, I think to, to I your point is that first extra point field goal will mean we can't kick field goals today and we can't kick extra points or we're okay, we can try from 52 or we can if we score a touchdown our next drive – kick the extra point but if he misses his first extra point i do think you have to strongly consider as mike yeah. mccarthy we just have to go for two the rest of the game he is screwed up in the head there's Chop. only one thing I, I do want to say this though the one thing that i liked is at least they kept going to him because it's giving him the confidence from mccarthy and the staff like hey we know you can do this if they go straight for two now he's even more domed up because it's like well they have no faith in well me they have the luxury to do it being up correct that's why i'm saying it's it's a it's lucky it's lucky that you're up if you're down yeah, yeah that's a different story what do you guys have coming up oh pure yeah that's right always. Corey's not he not well he's here he's yeah. just sitting on the couch pure gold as always we got mm-hmm. Derek holland with us for the entire show that's just for you man it's gonna I be thought a fun that was Gavin show. Dawson's line. I it know, is. but he loves it. I love when he says that. So Sean hates it. I time. hate that. It's the same oh, thing why? every time. It's just again, Gavin, he relies on one thing. One one Oh one, my gosh. One food. Is one... this an orange mat magic thing? Are you it guys is. about to have a brawl now too? <laughs> no, Gavin. Can you imagine Gavin RJ, get hype with me. Be Dawson. Hey man, come up with a different line for crosstalk. What are you doing? It's just like your orange magic. The one thing you can cook, Gavin. Oh, it's crosstalk magic. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? More like Batman whispering. Gavin Dawson getting high. Man, I kind of want you guys to crosstalk now. We did. We've crosstalked with everyone. Pure I feel- gold as always, Sean. We're back tomorrow morning. It's the KMC Masterpiece with Derek Collin next on the on the fan.